0: Heal Thyself Using a Holistic Approach with Dr. Eric Madrid. Welcome to today's podcast. Today we're going to be discussing natural approaches to treat depression. So if you, a family member or a friend, has suffered from depression or are currently going through some difficult times, you're going to want to stay tuned and listen to the information that I provide in this podcast. Also, we want to thank you. This is episode number 25. So we appreciate all of you who are listening to our podcast. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, please go to Eric Madrid MD. And also, if you like what you're hearing in my podcast, Please visit us on Apple's podcast and leave some positive uh, five-star ratings and leave some feedback. We appreciate all feedback, good and bad. So thank you and stay tuned. Welcome to today's podcast. Today we're going to be discussing natural ways that you can help treat and manage your depression. Uh, There's a few disclaimers, however, that I first want to go over, right? Obviously, depression is a very very serious health issue. Uh, If you're under the care of a psychiatrist or a primary care physician, do not stop taking your medication without first consulting with your physician or your counselor. Uh, In addition, talk to your physician before adding any supplements that we're going to discuss um, to your prescription uh, medications. Okay, this is very important as, you know, many people who are on prescription medications will need to wean off. However, there are some other approaches that we can frequently take to help people deal with uh, chronic depression and chronic symptoms of depression and so on. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, discuss what depression is. Depression is a mood disorder, okay, characterized uh, and associated with feelings of guilt feelings of sadness, and simply a decrease, uh, you know, loss or a loss of pleasure in life. For many, it can become so severe that it can lead to social withdrawal, substance abuse, and even suicidal thoughts and suicidal actions. Uh, Worldwide, millions of people are affected uh, by depression. I'm sure if you're listening to this uh, podcast right now, you possibly have been affected at some point in your life possibly are going through some tough times right now, and if not, you probably have family members who have been depressed, and when they're going through this, they simply do not want to interact with other people, they they isolate themselves, they become withdrawn. Uh, it could be a very difficult thing. Uh, depression is estimated to affect almost 7% of the U.S. population, or, or 16 million people, Right. Uh, so so this is, a, you know, quite a large uh, percentage, you know, almost one in uh, 13 people or so are, are, are affected. Uh, depression can come from many, many reasons or it can occur for many reasons. It can be due to a, a traumatic childhood uh, experience or even uh, negative adult experiences that have um, resulted in unresolved issues. A lot of times it can be due to uh, domestic violence. It can be due to either... Uh, in addition to physical abuse, it can be due to verbal abuse as well and, and people can be permanently harmed and to recover from it, it can be quite difficult. Many who have uh, depression or symptoms of depression, uh, to be quite honest, are never treated. Right, The correct way or the appropriate way would be to consult with your primary care doctor if you have access to one and he or she could do a, a screening exam to check you for depression And then patients are frequently referred to a counselor, a psychologist, a a behavioral therapist, sometimes even a psychiatrist to help with medication uh, management and so on. Now, there's some conditions that can also mimic depression as well. So if you think you're having depression, you may have some other issues going on. And again, this includes post-traumatic stress disorder hypothyroidism so if your depression seems to be coming out of nowhere and you do not have a really good explanation for why it's going on you might want to ask your provider healthcare provider to check you for hypothyroidism sometimes autoimmune diseases and even chronic low-grade infections can uh, create fatigue and other symptoms of depression so again all these need to be evaluated and at least ruled out in a person who uh, suffers with depression One of the most interesting things that have have occurred over the last couple of years is it appears that a lot of people with depression also have digestive issues. So for example, irritable bowel syndrome, it seems to be more common in those with depression. And some people may even have what they call a leaky gut or what some healthcare providers will call small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And what this does, it refers to uh, overgrowth of a bad, so-called bad bacteria in the gut which release a substance called lps uh, doctors call know this as lipopolysaccharide into the bloodstream and when this chemical is released from these bacteria into the bloodstream it can result in increased fatigue and also depression symptoms so again fixing the gut may be crucial especially if you have gut issues and digestive issues Uh, a 2011 study also showed that there's something called mitochondrial dysfunction, which is the, uh, when the body's uh, mitochondria or energy sources of the body aren't working right, and also the presence of inflammation, inflammation in the body can increase risk for depression. So again, consider focusing on uh, in your gut health, researching something called leaky gut. We'll be having more um, podcasts in the future dis- uh, discussing leaky gut and how to optimize your, uh, your gut your healthy gut bacteria as well. Physicians, right? The way we're trained to treat depression is most commonly prescription management. Obviously, uh, professional counseling also is very important. And if that's not enough, uh, prescription medications may be necessary. A lot of the drugs that we use to pres- um, that we prescribe to our patients include uh, what are called SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And these medications uh, include uh, um, things like fluoxetine, also known as Prozac, uh, Celexa, Lexapro, Zoloft, Effexor, and so on. So again, if you're on these medications, I do not recommend stopping them. You need to discuss alternatives with your doctor. But again, we're going to be discussing some additional things that you might be able to do that um, your doctor may not have considered or discussed with you about uh, to help manage and deal with your depression. So one of the first things I've noticed with my patients who come in with depression is that a lot of them tend to have a, a poor appetite and, or a poor diet, I should say, meaning that they eat a lot of junk food, they're eating a lot of sugary foods, a lot of evening snacks and so on. So the food we put into our body can have a significant impact, not only on how our physical body feels, but also our mental health. I frequently will tell patients that, you know, our brain needs to have healthy, um, healthy chemicals, healthy foods, healthy nutrients in order in order for it to rain, uh, run appropriately, right? If we had a, a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, for example, uh, it's obvious that we would have to put a high octane gas in that sports vehicle, high performance vehicle, right? If we put a inferior gas, a low octane gas that gas um, would not be appropriate and the car would not run appropriately. And of course we would never blame the car for not running appropriately, especially if we're putting the wrong fuel in the car. Our bodies are very similar. If we're not putting the appropriate vitamins, the appropriate nutrients, the appropriate minerals, the appropriate phytonutrients into our body, how can we expect our mind, our heart, and the rest of us to feel good? It's, when you think about it, it's kind of illogical, right? We, we're not going to feel right if we don't put the right nutrients into our body. So, so again, focus on a healthy diet, a diet high in fruits, a diet high in vegetables, a diet high in whole grains, a diet low in sugar, and a low in, and low in simple carbohydrates. And there's actually evidence of this. A 2015 study in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition showed that women who consumed a high sugar diet had increased risk for depression. And again, using the car example, this makes a lot of sense. Even diet soda can affect one's mood, So a lot of people will use maybe Diet Coke or sugar-free substances or sugar-free substitutes thinking that this is a healthier option. But according to a 2014 study, The consumption consumption of sweetened drinks, including diet soda, actually increased risk of depression. Now, the good news is if you enjoy black coffee, that will reduce your risk of depression. And if you are going to put a sweetener in it, use a small amount. But again, diet can play a very, very big impact on our mind and also obviously on our body. So if you're dealing with depression, really focus on eating quality, nutritious foods. The second thing that doctors frequently overlook is exercise. We think of exercise as being helpful when it comes to the heart and circulation system, lowering cholesterol and keeping the extra pounds off. However, it's also very therapeutic for those with symptoms of depression. Matter of fact, a study back in 2006 had shown that uh, women who jogged at least five times per week had a significant improvement improvement in their depression symptoms when compared to those who did not exercise a uh, 2002 study showed that senior citizens or those over 65 years of age had a 30 percent reduction in symptoms with group activity and exercise when compared to those who did not exercise uh, in the group setting so again exercise is very very important even if you're just going out for a daily walk getting some uh, exposure to sunlight, optimizing your vitamin D levels, and getting outside to help reduce your stress, maybe going with a friend or a family member and having a meaningful conversation. This, again, is very therapeutic and very helpful. So if you're not currently exercising, I would encourage you to do so. If you have health problems, you might wanna ask your doctor if you can safely start a um, exercise routine. A third thing that healthcare providers frequently overlook is our exposure to environmental toxins. We know avoiding we know avoiding toxins is crucial for overall health. I usually recommend consuming organic fruits and vegetables. And again, I've discussed the uh, Clean Thirteen and Dirty Dozen. There's some fruits and vegetables you should buy as organic. The other ones not as important. So if you're not familiar with that, there will be a link in the. Um, in my uh, podcast description to the environmental working group or ewg.org and they have a great list of uh, the foods that you should be purchasing organic and the other ones which it's not as big of a deal but again there's evidence to show that just increased exposure to pesticides and other chemicals that we frequently will uh, encounter throughout our daily routine can increase risk for depression so focus on minimizing environmental toxins and even household chemicals and cleaning solutions would be important. So we're going to discuss at least five or six supplements that can be helpful to uh, to help with uh, with depression and symptoms of depression. The first one is essential fatty acids. Obviously, this can also be consumed in the form of food. So again, the optimal way to get your supplements or to get your nutrients is through food. But if you're not getting that through your food, you probably want to add a little extra in the form of a supplement. So omega-3 essential fatty acids consist of two different types of fatty acids known as EPA and DHA. There's evidence that we do not, first off as a population, consume enough omega-3 fatty acids, and they primarily are going to be found in fish, such as mackerel, cod, salmon. These are the fish that have amongst the richest amounts of um, essential fatty acids. Walnuts, chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds also are excellent sources of essential fatty acids. So this is going to be real important because a large component of the human brain is fatty acid and the nerves in our brain and, and throughout the rest of our body are coated with essential fatty acids. So the importance that they play and keeping us mentally sound and keeping our nervous system healthy is is really not surprising when you understand that component a 2018 study showed that women who supplemented their diet with omega-3 fish oils during pregnancy right or immediately after pregnancy were less likely to suffer from postpartum depression again disclaimer if you are pregnant and under the care of your uh, obstetrician make sure you discuss um, supplement use with him or her prior to starting anything. Uh, However, I've not found any studies that state it's not safe. A 2009 study also showed that omega-3 fish oils could be useful for depressive uh, disorders, as did a 2014 study, showed that fish oils are beneficial uh, to the treatment of those with major depressive disorder. Uh, In many of these studies, they were taken in addition to Uh, prescription medications and the fish oil usually is going to be taken at a dose of 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams once or twice per day. Again, talk to your doctor before starting any supplements or stopping any antidepressant medications. The second important nutrient to help with depression is vitamin D. In my practice, I I practice in Southern California, right, where we have sunny skies more than 300 days per year. Actually, I think this last year it's been even more. We were actually in the middle of a drought. But what I've noticed over the last decade is about 80% of my patients are vitamin D deficient. And... And even in Southern California. So if you live in the Midwest, East Coast, or somewhere else around the world that gets less sunlight than California, chances are you're also vitamin D deficient. And this is a pretty simple test that your healthcare provider can do if you've never been tested for it. It's called a 25-hydroxy um, vitamin D level. So there's evidence that vitamin D can be helpful. Specifically, I came across a 2018 study, so just recent. It was a double-blind, placebo-controlled study showed that patients with inflammatory bowel disease, so these patients had digestive issues, and um, they were given vitamin D, and they saw significant reductions in their depression symptoms. Another 2018 meta-analysis study, which reviewed many, many other studies um, and evaluated almost a 1,000 patients, concluded that vitamin D supplementation favorably help you know impact depression ratings and helped those with uh, major depression so again vitamin d is a very important supplement to take especially if you're not getting a lot of sunlight i usually recommend 30 minutes of sunlight uh, between the hours of of 10 and 2 in order to uh, allow your arms face and legs to manufacture sufficient vitamin d if if this is not possible then you're going to want to take somewhere between two to five thousand units daily, and again, have your doctor check your vitamin D level. <laughs> the third supplement, super important for depression, is magnesium. Magnesium is an important mineral, it's a cofactor in over 350, 400 chemical reactions in the human body. Obviously consuming magnesium rich foods such as green leafy vegetables is crucial however frequently that is not enough and supplementation is required the uh one of the problems with magnesium too is that certain medications can actually cause a magnesium deficiency so these include acid reducers like omeprazole and uh pantroprazole ranitidine and even diuretic water pills such as uh, furosemide triamterene, hydrochlorothiazide so if you're on some of these medications you may be um, at risk for magnesium deficiency that might be contributing contributing to some of your depression symptoms low um, low levels of magnesium are also associated with leg cramps and eyelid twitches and just simply tension in the uh, back of the neck so headaches are common in those with uh, low magnesium uh, but studies have shown that those with depression are more likely to have low levels of brain magnesium as well when compared to those without depression. Uh, in addition, those with low magnesium also have lower serotonin levels. So magnesium is super important to make sure that you, um, that you have uh, adequate uh, amounts of this mineral so that the appropriate chemical reactions can occur in your body and your body can make serotonin. I usually recommend most people take a supplement in the range of 125, maybe up to 500 milligrams daily. I usually recommend what's called a magnesium chelate. That's C-H-E-L-A-T-E. This means that the magnesium is bound to an amino acid and it's a lot better absorbed. There's a uh, cheaper type of magnesium known as magnesium oxide. However, according to uh, reports, only about 4% of that is actually absorbed. The fourth nutrient that's super important is going to be zinc. As we get older, we tend to have lower levels of zinc. A lot of my senior citizens have been deficient in this mineral when we check. And um, fortunately it can be found in most multivitamins or or it can be taken as a separate supplement. However, if you're taking a a regular multivitamin, which I usually recommend, there should be adequate amounts of zinc in that multivitamin. The uh, the fifth uh, nutritional supplement I usually recommend for depression is something called SAMe. So S-A-M little e, looks like the word same, but it's pronounced SAMe. And this is a, a nutrient that's been shown to be helpful in reducing symptoms related to depression. There was a 2016 study that showed when SAMe was used in addition to an SSRI. So th- that is in addition to your your um, Prozac, Fluoxetine, Lexapro, Effexor, um, Zoloft, etc., that SAMe, provided additional benefit in the treatment of depression. So people actually did better than just um, the medication alone. Uh, in 2004, there was a study of patients who did not respond to conventional antidepressant medications. So the ones we just discussed um, that were you know, given to them by their doctor. And they found in this study that 43% of those patients who did not uh, improve with a prescription uh, pharmaceutical for depression, 43% of those patients improved when they were given SAMe. Right. And, And last but not least, there was a 2010 study, double blind, uh, study, which basically means half the, uh, the patients and even the providers, they don't know what, uh, if the patients are getting the actual supplement or if they're getting a placebo. So that's what a double blind, uh, randomized controlled study is. Uh, and it showed that patients with major depressions showed significant improvement when SAMe was added to their prescription medication when compared to the placebo pill. So, again, we're not recommending you add this uh, right off the bat. Make sure you talk to your healthcare provider. And if your antidepressant's not working sufficiently, SAMe may be a good alternative. Most people will take a dose of 800 uh, to 1600 milligrams per day and the last supplement we're going to discuss is saint john's wort saint john's wort has been quite well accepted by uh, by a lot of uh, medical doctors and it's an herbal supplement that's been shown to be helpful for mild to moderate depression so i frequently have patients who we initially diagnosed with depression they're not wanting to go on pharmaceutical drugs and i'll recommend saint john's wort and I would say probably at least half of the patients have noticed uh, a benefit and have been able to uh, control the depression without needing uh, additional medication and or supplements. So St. John's wort is usually going to be given at a dose of 300 milligrams and it can be taken for, um, once or up to three times per day. So again, very important um, supplement in the uh, treatment of depression. So. Again, this is kind of a brief podcast and if you're dealing with depression, talk to your healthcare provider, talk to a psychiatrist, talk to a psychologist, talk to a friend. If you're on medications, do not stop taking the medication. Many people need to wean off of their medication. And uh, But these are things to discuss with your healthcare provider and see if they are working for you. and if you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave me some feedback as well. You can go to the Anchor app, anchor.fm. You can actually send me a voice message that way, or you can go on to um, iTunes uh, or to the Apple podcast store and leave a favorable review. Constantly working on uh, trying to improve my um, delivery and imp- improve the information. If there's a certain topic you would like for me to, uh, to cover, let me know that as well. And also you can follow me on my Instagram account at um, Eric Madrid MD. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day.